This is true culinary. This is what's behind the scenes. Cooking in the kitchen, the big money where we eat all. Oh. I'm starving. I'm so hungry right now. Who's hungry, baby? It's uh, episode six of Rags to Dishes podcast. I'm your host, Max Messier-Richter, and I'm here with Dan Cotter. Cotter. That's me. Dude, I'm ravenous. I feel like I haven't been fed in so long. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to all you listeners out there. We have been away for a couple of weeks because you motherfuckers couldn't put masks on. Yeah, we had some Rona scare. Some Rona scare, but we can't, we pushed through it. One of my coworkers caught the Rones. Mm. So an immediate 14-day quarantine for me ensued, and we decided not to record. Yeah. We decided not to go the Zoom route because we don't have that, you know, we don't have that Mark Maron money. We just want them crisp vocals of being oh, in the studio. so crispy. So what's up, Dan? What's new? Nothing much. I mean... Same old, just kicking it. Had Thanksgiving. How was yours? It was all right. You know, small, dope. Like Mine we too. were supposed to. Yeah, that's good and responsible for you. How good of you? What were you saying about mukbang? Mukbang. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying you should start an OnlyFans, bro. Shirtless, just eat Taco Bell shirtless. I am unemployed, dude. I'm telling you, this is how you get cake, bro. What you just gotta I, show your cake. What should I charge? Like seventeen ninety nine a month? You gotta go cheap. Okay, you go cheap to How get them cheap? in the door. You go like, I don't know, like less than five bucks a month. Five bucks or less a month. Do so you get them in cheap? But then once they're in, you charge them for the premium content. You know, like okay. they can watch you if they want to see you eat this CGC shirtless and have the sauce dribble onto your chest hair. You need to pay seven dollars for that specific video. And you could send in requests, I guess. Like, yeah, I want yeah. you to do this and this. And yeah. So you just like you just like post a picture of you with the cheesy gordita crunch in your shirtless in your bedroom, and then you're like wow. seven dollars for the full vid of me devouring this bitch. And then you get to choose the sauce. They get to choose the level of sauce. <laughs> do you do this? No, I'm thinking <laughs> this is all for you. I've been thinking a lot about this. Oh man. So they could choose like mild, hot, or fire for the sauce that you have to rub on your nips. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I Uh, I mean, I'm ready, dude. I'm I'm going to circle back here and say that I loved some of the reviews some of you people wrote. Did you read any of our reviews? I have not. I didn't even know we had some. Uh, Let me whip out the phone. Oh, do it. We got some good ones. I'm actually surprised. I didn't think our podcast was as good as the way you guys put this. Uh... I mean, I think we've been killing it, but you know. Yeah, I do too. But like, there's very nice words. That's so sweet. All right, all right. Five stars from the homie from the homie Ford. Oh shit! Shout out to Ford. It says a winner. That's the top piece. Five stars. Honest, breezy, and fun. The time flies by listening to this one. Anyone with a restaurant or kitchen experience can identify with the characters these two describe. These gents can paint a pretty vivid picture. Here's to many more. Wow. That is some of the sweetest reviewing I've ever heard. I'm not even going to read the other ones, but if I could, yeah, if I could, could rate that review as five stars, I would rate it right Dude, back. six and a half stars at least. That, that, 
That's a beautiful review. Talk you about almost, a confidence booster. I mean, it's almost bringing a tear to mine eye. <laughs> trickle, trickle. All right, so three weeks ago, two weeks ago, however long it's been, we finished up talking about prep. Yeah. And now, I guess, are we going to call this the episode? I think that's that's good, or the sex episode. I mean, the sex every, episode, episode, expo to sexpo is just like so natural. And we're going to talk about our our bread and butter, really. Yes, our meat and potatoes, which is the expo station. Now, in a lot of kitchens, expo stations, if there's even an expo station, are very different. In a lot of kitchens, yeah, I feel like it's more like a wait staff position or like a, a general manager. Well, I've like I've had like I've worked in this kitchen that no longer, <laughs> but basically like everyone is trained to know every station, and then when it's like time when shit hits the fan and it's busy, chef just expos. But the, how like do the they top chef? the top dog gets in the middle and he you know he's playing quarterback just like you do when you expo and. He's the one in the middle expediting everything. Oh, because I've always seen expos be like someone on like the wait staff side of the window. That happens too that's sometimes. Like, and I remember when I worked at, uh, I think it was Arturo's, it would be like the general managers. So they could be like, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. Put more pasta on that. <clears throat> well, I mean, that's what I mean. You put the top dog yeah. on there. But at the establishment, we had a special experience, and yeah, no, I, definitely I, weren't a lot of top dogs. I, <laughs> I don't want to say that it was the hardest position because it wasn't, but in uh, it was so easy. I it's mean, so after easy. working it's so the line. Oh, dude. Listen, listen. King Reagan once told me that Expo is the hardest position. In this. He said that to be flattering. Okay, he said that to be <laughs> flattering, and it's like if you want to go technicalities, like. You need to know the most about the restaurant to run the expo station. Like, that's true. You need to know, like, the way to the front of the house functions with, like, table numbers and stuff like that. And, you and like, how hosts, like, sit people down. But you also need to know, like, the food side of things and, like, the way the kitchen's supposed to work. Because if the line cooks fuck up a burger, you need to be able to be like, that's not supposed to be like that. Where's the cheese? Oh, man. So, like, technically arguments. you do need to know all the things. More than any other station where it's like, if you're on the line, you just need to know how to cook the food. But Expo, you're just chilling a lot of the time. It's just like, <laughs> I remember, especially people like you and me who are good at it. It's like, humble brag, but like, it was like, we would just be Chuch. chilling there. Like, you have all the sauces and sides already set up before the burgers even come up. So like, <laughs> you're just sitting there waiting, watching the line sweat their ass off and making fun of them. It's already done, bro. It's already done. <laughs> Where's that salad? It's already done. <laughs> I forgot about already done. Oh, that's such a good that's one. That's another one. Put it on the list. Already uh, done. But I wanted to get into like, because I'm still having trouble remembering like things that made our station unique in that like, like we had all the sauces. Like I'm trying to identify like, do you remember the nine sauces that we would have to portion out into two ounce portion cups? This is a good one. This is a good one. All right. Definitely. I th- Let's can just I, focus on that for I a second. I want to remember, see if I can remember them in the order that they were arranged in like the ninth <laughs> pants in the station. So there's definitely okay, cocoa wait. sour cream. I, I, I got one. So what? curry mayo. Is, oh, is I would have forgot about top curry. center. Dude, top curry center. Mayo, yes, that's <laughs> top center. And then top right had to be, uh, I think it was Poco sauce. No, no, nah, because you went through a lot. No, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah. Top right was Baba was, Relish. 
No, that's middle. That's middle center. Oh, dude, I don't remember center. where they were at all, I guess. <laughs> Let me see if I can just remember. You say there was nine? Right, well, so- sometimes there was ten. Like when we did the, um, the quinoa burger, you would have oh, a, the, a the bucket s- in your station. Was it cilantro pesto? Yeah, I think it's cilantro yeah. pesto. Yeah, that was but the big fire. ones were the poco sauce. You said curry mayo, baba relish, silly mayo. Jap mayo. Okay, I was going to say, like, how are you not going to say hella mayo? Jap mayo? Uh, yeah. Uh, Silly mayo? <laughs> hella Cajun, mayo. Cajun sauce. Cajun sauce. Never got used. And then... Uh, nuts pesto. Oh, nuts pesto. I wouldn't remember that, probably. And I I guess there's at least one or two more, right? Oh, wasabi sauce? Yep. Of course. Wasabi sauce. And then... Um, I think that might be it. Yeah, that might be what, it. What was top left? Top left was like, I don't remember. But then there was, of course, the Gorg sauce, which you had to have a whole six pan. Oh, man. And well, wait, that wait, wait, Gorg wait, sauce wait, is let's, dang. Let's not, yes, it is. Let's not get there yet. I want to talk about like, so you have, we had these nine sauces that we would portion out into two ounce portion cups. And part dozens of, and dozens of cups. <laughs> yeah. Well, part of the job is, you know, you're stocking your station. And, not when we started. By the time we were done expoing, you would have a stock guy yeah. on. Yeah. But at first, it wasn't like that. It was just yeah, you shift switch over. That's yeah. it. The, like, you didn't even have, like, a swing guy. Although, did yeah. we do swing in the summer from the beginning? Well, I, rem- I, remember. I remember sometimes it would be, like, if you got fucked in the morning, you wouldn't leave. Yeah, I would that take was over the like, window, and you would finish what oh, yeah, you need to do. That's the way it went. That versa, was the way it you went, know? which but, was great. But once there was a swing guy, I was like, you don't need me. I'm fucking, I'm out of here. That you was know? such like a toxic dynamic, too. When <laughs> yeah, like yeah. You've been getting your ass handed to you all morning. The person comes into work the night. They're all like clean and showered and stuff. They and they're like, just like, where's my shit? Yeah, bitch? go like, give this shit. Where the fuck is your shit? Why don't you have this shit? And you're like, you have no idea what I just went through. I remember like some mornings I would come in, like especially if it was like a holiday, like if it was like a Sunday morning Mother's Day brunch shift or something. I would come in so early and the whole station just covered oh, yeah. covered in sauces, just not even just like going capped yet, just getting buckets and buckets of those motherfuckers and just like. Stacking like there would come points in the walk in where people are like, All right, like the expo shelf is so full Dude. that now it's just taking over everyone else's shelf because we just refuse to stop stocking. I was just gonna say that that expo shelf wasn't even like a thing in the beginning. Like, I remember like when I first started expoing, there weren't like portion sauces in the walk in. I don't think. I think it was like only what we had underneath. Oh, man. And I was just like, this isn't enough. We need to portion (laughs) like the entire batch of Hella Mayo and have like 200 cups ready to go in the walk-in. And it was like, like we needed that kind of change. It's not like it sat. It's not yeah, like we it, this was an everyday shit. thing. Yeah, we did. maybe they had every dates on them days. that were never more than a couple days old. Oh, okay. So now let's move over to Gorg sauce, <laughs> dude. The Gorg sauce at the establishment, so Five. simple, Five. so delicious. It's like some of the best blue cheese dressing we've ever had. And we would keep it in. Do you still remember bands? the recipe? Yeah, it was a, ga- a full uh, gallon a of full, mayo, a full bag of Gorg cheese. Yeah, full bag of Gorg, full gallon of mayo. And two then cups of two cups of caramelized onions. onions, and then two cups of sour cream. Yeah, there was definitely sour cream in our. I don't. Know, is, maybe it's two cups. I think something. Like and then that. just salt and pepper. Was that it? There was not even salt and pepper. In it. I think it was just the four <laughs> ingredients. It was just so dank. Came like, together like Voltron. It did. It, it did. <laughs> Dude, that stuff was like cracked. People. They were just like, 
so much gork sauce. Yeah, I, re- I remember people getting like three sides of gork <laughs> with like their burger, like just using on their fries and stuff. If we're being real, like I'm a big sauce guy. I don't think two ounce portion cup is enough sauce for anything. I mean, that's the truth right there. I mean, I'm with you, brother. It might be a hot take that I just dropped. I don't know if anyone's I ever mean, thought that before. As a, but two ounces is not enough. As a customer, yeah. You you need more than that. But as a as an establishment... Four ounces might not be it's enough. It's all economics. The best is like when you get pizza or wings from like a pizza place and you get like an extra blue cheese or extra ranch and then you open it to find out they use the four ounce cups and you're just like... Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's the shit. I also remember the nightmare of once asking for like an extra marinara sauce and they sent me a one ounce. That that is trife. That's the worst. <laughs> that is I like mean some, like I didn't pay for it, but like yeah. yo, like I would have paid for it. Yeah. Just give me a like, fucking give, four ounce of sauce. Yeah, that's bro. bullshit, dude. One ounce sauces is trife. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the six pans of gorg. The salsa was fire this also was good i mean establishment i mean that was also something we went through a lot there that we should have mentioned that in prep recipes because that one was a bitch to do like there was so many steps smoking Eh, the tomatoes i guess peeling them uh that was it was a process for sure but that the smoked tomato salsa was dank like it was very unique because like the smoky flavor but a lot Mm -hmm. of people some people said it was like too watery sometimes but it it was kind of like the perfect balance between like Watery and like just solid. I kind of like my salsa a little watery, so maybe that's why. Got to be able to work it around. What else did we have? We had slaw. The slaw was good. The bean salad was dank. You know what was great about the slaw that I always loved was like, because when you're on the expo station and you need slaw that's not portioned out yet, you grab the bag. And you grab one of those cups of like the slaw marinade. Remember that was like the one prep project that. We just put into like little coffee to go yeah. coffee cups or whatever. Yeah, because it was like pre-portioned. That's how much you would need for like one bag. And you just mix it together, and it was always just like the easiest shit. Like you didn't have to do any of that. Yeah, running out of slaw was like no thing cause because it's just the like prep coach just had right you ready, and it was just yeah. like okay, yeah, word, dude. But if you ever got caught with no slaw marinade, ooh, honey, that was <laughs> not good. Brutal. Because that shit took like. A good half hour to make. Yeah, like you yeah. there was like at least a dozen ingredients and you had to like use a food processor and shit. It was definitely at least like fifteen, twenty minutes if you had like a good prep cook. So like if you ran out of slaw meat, you didn't you were fucked. People slaw meat. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. that shit would fuck everything up where people would not be getting this stuff for a while. And then what else did we had sour cream? Had sour cream ready. Remember, dude, I mean, I still make this guacamole recipe, but... With the, the smoked tomatillos? That's Did like, we, we dude, smoked the that's tomatillos my shit. Too. Yeah, yeah. That was bomb. Tomatillo guac was lit. A lot of people were like, this isn't guacamole because it's like a, a different take on guacamole. But yeah, that was the yeah, whole yeah. point of the establishment. It's like, here's our quirky take on this. And it's like... But the guac there was so that fire. Was that was probably my favorite thing to do, like... Because that, that's a morning expo oh, yeah, person thing. Like, basically, I guess we got to break this down, too. Like, when you worked those expo shifts, the morning guy did all of the fucking stocking. Yeah, but your job was mainly to stock for the night people because you didn't have to worry about sides and sauces during breakfast. You just had to put an orange slice in everything. And so when the night would come, a lot of burgers, a lot of sandwiches, and they would get and a side, dinners. and they would get one of those nine sauces. So one of the burgers would get 
whatever the ticket would say aside a slaw. And then I would get the hell out Oh, no. Hell. It was a slaw teaser, baby. <laughs> it was just a little tease. And do you recall the garnishes that we would put on every plate in the expo station? Oh, do I ever? You put the mescaline, you put the two pickles, and the little like, chopped tomatoes. That was another thing in the... Uh, just put the fucking pickles on the plate, put bro. Put the goddamn pickles on the plate. How hard is your fucking job? I need some fucking plates in the window. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I live for that shit The best was like when you'd be crashing Wicked hard on expo And you'd be getting yelled at like You know like Yo, I need some fucking plates in the window But like you wouldn't have any plates So you'd get to pass the anger We've talked about like, this How the anger goes back down to the yeah, dishwasher Trickle down hey, fuckingomics dude Hey fucking dishwasher give me some fucking plates like, It's not me Jimmy window. yell at the dishwasher <laughs> Okay fuck you dishwasher Give me the fucking plates over here <laughs> No hesitation, just pass the buck. <laughs> Slide it right down. Dude, bro. we were throwing people right under the bus. That was also why there was a lot of beef all the time between Expo and Dish people because you're working yeah. in the same station, like same the same workspace, and you know the Expo's in charge, bitch. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then you'd have to play good cop and like clean up their bus station for them, and be like, "Oh, here, I'll bring the silverware down for you." I will say, though, like, the expo station, I am not a very organized person. I wouldn't say I'm, like, filthy. Same here. But that job definitely taught me about organization a lot because if I wanted to jerk off my whole shift, go smoke, go hang out, go do whatever, you had to be ready and you had to be stocked and you had to be organized. The way expo functioned is you just... You get the tickets, and you just had to get your side of the ticket done before the line, which is pretty easy when it takes them 10 to 12 minutes at least to cook anything. Like, all you have to do is get a cup of beans and one sauce in that 10 minutes. So there's no excuse for you to not be just twiddling your thumbs way ahead of, like, the line. If you were to get back into the game, would you choose to be a night expo or a morning expo? If you went back to the establishment, hmm, that's a that's a tough question. Like you're going back, but you're only working one type of shift. Which one are you taking? Well, you got to look at all the pros and cons. If you work in night expo, you're not doing stocking, although you should do some stocking for the morning person. Yes, and you get to enjoy the post shift festivities where everybody's just getting shit-faced and blazed on the patio and stuff. But on the weekends, you have that as a morning person as well. You do. You did. And so. daylight, day drinking stuff. Exactly. But in the morning, you have to get up early, so that that's also a calm. But, like, you were right out of there at 2 and had the whole rest of your day. If you're a boss. Yeah. I mean, I kind of liked being a morning expo because I liked really setting up for the night person, especially when they were newer than me, which, like, Towards the end, like everybody was yeah, newer than yeah, me. Yeah. It's like, yo, here so here's your station. I pretty much obliterated it. Everything's like immaculate. You have like backups <laughs> of everything. You have all these croutons and all this stuff. Like Bye. everything's perfect. And they'd be like, Yeah, see you, man. Like you're like, no, I'll stay, I'll stay for like a half hour to catch you up on the <laughs> tickets. And then like you like just bless them with your presence. You, you wanna hear a really good one? Um one time when I was like I think you were at the bistro at that point. I was like the number one bistro, expo, number one expo at the moment, and like just because I wasn't there. I'll never forget. I'll go head to head. Forget that, dude. You lose. It's fine. But I was. I, I, this is the first time we're bringing him up, and I guess he did expo for a while. So, but I'm talking about Titsman. Oh God. 
Titsman. So, so Titsman had snitched on me for a bunch of shit. I he was, was a on, menace. He was a bitch. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, he was like the next person coming on. I was working the morning shift. He was working the night shift. It was like a busy ass fucking whatever. So I had like, I planned this out because I knew it was going to play out the way it did. I stalked so hard, like went so hard yeah. in the paint, but I hit everything. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't put anything so. on the expo shelf. Anyway, so like. Titsman comes over, like, I tell him what's good. I'm like, yeah, bitch, like, I'm out. Fuck you, Titsman. Like, and he just looks ass. at his station and thinks he's fucked because there's nothing in there. Anyway, I, like, hey, go, what I, the I fuck, go man? <laughs> what are you doing my shit, man? Dude, that dude looked like Errol Childress from season one of True Detective. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> he wanted to make flowers constantly. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, hey, but- man, what the fuck? You want to make some fucking flowers? <laughs> Oh, shout out to Titsman. No. (laughs) (laughs) Not even. Not even. He's the first person getting dragged by me in this podcast. But he brought us Wiz, dude. Him and Wiz got hired from BK at the same time. Anyway. Like, maybe an hour goes by. And I I didn't just leave. Like, I went and, like, hung out with Jay Lee or, like, went and drank some Because you wanted him to flip (laughs) out. You wanted to be there. But then, like, I eventually left. And, like, two and a half hours later, I get a call from Chris, who's just, like, Max, I'm going to need you to come back to the restaurant right now. Oh, oh dude. I feel <laughs> I'm just like, what, dude? Like, And I, I came at him, too, because I, I knew what he was calling me about. I was like, what? What the fuck's wrong? He's like, how dare you like leave your station? Like, You just got a raise. Like, You leave Titsman with nothing stocked. I was like, yo, have you like looked here, here, here? And Chris was like, no, I haven't looked there. It's a dumbass place for me to put. Have you looked at the dessert rack and for he the was slaw? Like, he was like, hold on one second. And he's just like, Nick, go in the walk-in and grab this, this, this. And he's like, okay, I guess you don't have to come back here. And I was just like, yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, that's fun. That's always fun to piss off both Titsman and Schmitzen. <laughs> Two birds, one stone. Donner and Blitzen. <laughs> Holiday and season, Cupid. folks. Uh, but the most famous one of all. Oh, what a wonderful segue that was. Burning croutons. Burning croutons. Oh, that is, I will say here that if anything, if you look at my score sheet of my career in the expo station, I've burnt the most fucking croutons. I was going to say I disagree because Duke has entered the chat. (laughs) Duke definitely has a claim to make up that because his senile acid burn down (laughs) would just. Never remember that shit. The, uh, like, the thing with croutons there is, like, when I first started there, the croutons there were so fucking fire. And then shit would start changing. They'd be like, okay, like, you can't use, you can't use butter on the croutons, or you can't use the spice on the croutons. Yeah, they'd get rid of croutons, but it would be, like, all fucked up, and it's just like, croutons there ended up fucking sucking. But... You'd cut your bread up. What, what, what would we even cut? Was, I think was the, it was, was the, the end of the focaccia, right? Yeah, it would yeah, be the yeah, focaccia yeah. bread. But yeah, you'd have to cube that up, put it in a bowl, toss it with oil, and put it in the oven for like, what was it like, would we do like four minutes and then mix it up? I don't remember. Something like that. Three to five it minutes. It was like four Something minutes. Like so, so easy to burn, especially because it's all chunks of bread soaked in oil. And the, so and they just, just get like, fried. And up. it's it's not in your station. There's shit cooking all over oh, the yeah. place. You're working on stock and a million other things. And you just burn the croutons. And also <laughs> the worst was people who didn't make the croutons talking to you. <laughs> this fucking guy, anytime he worked in the morning, J-O-C. I would come in at two and he'd be like, 
I'd be like, where the fuck's the croutons? And he'd be like, I didn't have any salads. <laughs> That's not the fucking point. You're supposed to make them for the afternoon because we're going to have salads. I, I, I think we're going to have to bleep out his name. That's fine. That's fine. We'll just call it, say J-O-C. Yeah. I mean, that's good enough. Everybody knows. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's... J-O-C with, the place to be. With Expo comes a lot of characters and a lot of stories that maybe we don't want certain names out because of incriminating things. Yeah. Definitely. So, some people more than others have a lot of incriminating things. But back to croutons. I One time I remember I was burning them so much. Like this one week I was just working and uh-huh. every fucking morning I'm burning the croutons. And you know, we talked about it. Jay is the one to call you out for your shit, but be kind of nice about yeah. it. Like, hey man, can you not like burn <laughs> any more fucking croutons this week? But as and, soon as he would find it, either Jimmy Jake, me, somebody would just hit you with the how embarrassing so hard. <laughs> that was the number one cause of a how embarrassing. You're like, you're like burning into the oven and you pull it down and just like you're trying to make sure no one else can see. And then behind it, it's just like, how embarrassing, bro. The line cook goes to get like a poached egg out of the poached pan and they just smell the burning shit. It's just like, oh, your croutons are done. How embarrassing. One time I burnt the croutons three times in a row. Dude, when you do it more than once, it's the worst. And no, when you do it more than twice, it's the worst. That's insane. So three of them were burnt. And then Chris was like, hey, if you burn those croutons one more time today, um, you're getting fired. And I was like, such a fucking Chris thing to say. And I was like, okay, but listen, so the fourth batch of croutons come out perfect. They're great. Of course, your job was on the line. We run out of croutons. (laughs) (laughs) And I burnt them one more time. Oh my God. So you burnt them. I was like three times in a row, then cooked them successfully once. Two for six. Oh my God. Two for six. Terrible. Two for six. That's awful. I mean, I mean, it's good batting average, but Uh, not really. But what is that? Like 226? No, 333, right? No. Two for six? No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm bugging. (laughs) Victory. (laughs) Quick mats. Yeah. So burning croutons was pretty gnarly. Dude, cutting pickles was the other big one. What about wait? What about what's let's let's stay on the morning here for a second. Well, I guess cutting that's pickles your, is the morning, but that's I a twenty four seven. I wanted to go more back to like the breakfast shit that you'd have to do, like cutting orange slices, cutting orange slices, cinnamon icing, cinnamon icing was a bitch. Fruit, dude, fruit like running out of the uh, the fruit salad. That well, was the worst. I feel like when we started, did they they didn't always have the fruit salad. I think we always did, yeah. Always had it, but just sometimes you'd have to improvise and find some fruit. Yeah, that was the way if we there. ran okay, out of yeah, fruit salad, sense. then you had to make fruit salad, but we never would have any like, so it'd be like melons and, and stuff. It would just be or... like blueberries, apples, pears, and it's like the lamest fruit salad ever. I mean, it's still pretty good. I'd take that over like a bunch of melons. What else about this breakfast service can we speak of? There's the, dude, the Lucky Sour Cream. Oh, dude, fuck the Lucky Sour. Do you remember when Julian took it as like a crusade to like use like the actual recipe? We're like, all right, so we had zucchini lockies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would get a little, a dollop of sour cream just with chopped chives in it. That was it. It was just sour cream with fucking chives in it. But apparently, <laughs> there was some ancient recipe in the recipe book for Lucky Sour Cream that involved garlic paste and like salt and pepper. And stuff like that. And so I remember Julian, when he was expoing, being like, 
holier than thou and acting like we weren't making the lucky sour cream right because we were just putting chives in the sour cream. <laughs> and we were just like, nobody has made it according to this recipe. Honestly, another until snitch. you. Another snitch of the expo. Snitch as well. Yeah, snitchman and snitch Julian. Dude. And I'm sure we'll get to other snitches, but that's some snitch shit. Yeah, dude. He He would always be bitching about it. And it's just like... You just like it's always been just fucking sour cream and chives. Like nobody was gonna complain that the other stuff wasn't in it. Oh god. Now I just want to bitch about Julian. Dude, it's so easy. And that's where the pickles come in. Dude, the that's pickles. Where I, I, that's where all my Julian stories go. I don't even remember what problem he had with the pickles because there's several several opportunities for fuckery where Let's he, talk about pickles. So with we would get five gallon buckets of full pickles that you'd have to slice into slices like coin slices. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of problems with this with some people like you pickles is one of the things where it's like, you need to get it done fast enough, but it has to be done good enough. And some people would go fast, but then you get that long pickle that just has, (laughs) it's like you didn't go through the whole pickle at once. So it's got a spine. That was the worst. (laughs) Also, you had people that were like, hated that. Dude, well, you, yeah. would, you would get really mad. Dude, I was like, bro, this is like, cause I have to rip each one apart. The spine. Then there was like people like Julian. I feel like his thing was like, oh, the pickles are going to be good. It's just going to take me two hours to cut every bucket. Like, I remember a point in that expo station where it was, I'm sure it was just me and you. Maybe someone else was involved, but we were both just like determined to like, because it, it got to a point where people weren't cutting pickles so much that it was just, it sucked. And we were getting pissed about it. So we were like, all right, every shift now, we're going to outdo each other. Like, yeah. I'm going to cut three buckets of pickles in 15 minutes. Yeah. Or like, like Productivity and, arguments. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're and acting like, toxic, but like being really productive with it. Yes. And there was like, we were in a race. And I'm pretty sure you won this race, but it was just like, who could cut a, like, we were timing ourselves yeah. on how fast we can cut a bucket of pickles. And it was like, I'm pretty sure you got down to like seven minutes. Dude, I don't know how seven minutes sounds insane, but like I think maybe twenty minutes or something. Like, no, 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 no. Maybe it was seventeen. Like twenty like, minutes is like how long it should take you to cut a bucket well, of pickles. Dude, there's a lot of pickles in there. I mean, it's like seven minutes. I think is I don't know about that, but like I mean, I do. I don't doubt that I was the fastest at it, but like I mean, I just don't know if it was quite seven minutes. Well, where my problem came in with Julian was that I was a monster. I was a monster. In Straight the, savage. I was a monster in the stock game. I was always stocking. Yeah. I was always shredding through pickles like a motherfucker. Yeah. And yet, Julian complained that my pickles were not thin enough. Dude, that's such a bullshit. And, thing and snitched and snitched. Not even came to me. Didn't come to me with it. Went to the manager and was like, hey, yeah, like... Max's pickles are just not thin enough. And I and Fucking meanwhile bullshit. and meanwhile, like, you know, if someone like you or Reagan or DJ Al or someone was someone someone, you know, of priority said that, it's one thing. But this guy is cutting pickles. It's taking him an hour and a half to cut a bucket of pickles. Dude, he was like doing his full J Woo experience knife technique. Just like, whoosh, and it's like, yeah, your pickles whoosh, might be very whoosh, uniform. Whoosh. But literally at that face. Yes. Like, and it's just you one have slice no, per second. Yeah. And it was just ridiculous and it would never be stocked. And 
That's where a lot of problems came in with Julian. And he would never cut pickles because they'd be like, oh, I didn't get a chance to cut pickles. It's like, yeah, because it takes you fucking two hours. Well, yeah, that would also be the thing, too, is like if I was working the morning and someone was coming in at night and I was leaving them something to do, it's not going to be cutting pickles. It's not going to be pickles, dude, because you're, that you're thing you're staying is, and you're cutting those fucking pickles like, like while we said, I hop on. It's just it's tedious. The slaw you can do in your station yes. while you're expoing. Like, you can't cut... Oh, I mean, you can, but, like, it's a bitch to cut pickles yes, while you're working. straight up. That's why it'd be like, you'd make the morning guy stay, cut two buckets of pickles, then you can leave. And with him, two buckets of pickles taking him two and a half hours. He's like he's working a fucking double. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're... Then, then it's like you're milking the clock because you're, you're cutting <laughs> those slow on purpose. Sorry, Julian. I love you, bro. Psych. <laughs> Dude, we're, about, we're about to have to, like, tag team Snitchman and Julian right now. Dude, I'd welcome that. up in the ring. I'd welcome that. Cage match. Errol Childress. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, you know, that's why we make these podcasts, to talk shit about people we used to work with. Exactly. Publicly. We're we're letting it out. (laughs) Letting it all out. Yep. Another prep thing we didn't talk about that's kind of a minor one was uh, was wing veg. Do you remember the oh wing veg? Oh my god! Yeah, but that's that's expo, not prep. Oh, that's uh, but it was like a thing you'd have to like. Did you cut me any wing veg today? <laughs> fuck cutting wing veg, <laughs> right? It's so simple, but it's like yo, fuck, I ain't cutting that wing veg. Just cutting carrots, dude. Celery, the celery like, I didn't really give a fuck about, but cutting carrots into that shape is yeah, so fucking into like annoying. a triangular like stick. <laughs> Cutting wing veg sucked, and it was such a bullshit thing to have to do. And we didn't serve, like, we didn't sell that many wings. Yeah, because so the wings were trash. Sit. It would sit for deep. Dude, it would, wing veg, yeah, that's why you had to keep it in, you had to keep it in the, uh, what was it, like a quart container of water? Yeah. To keep it, and it would still get nasty. And sometimes they wouldn't even, like, switch it out. They would just shove more in there. Dude, wing veg, but, like, I remember once I got, like, when I was deep into my expo career, Remember at one point Dale came back for a little bit mm-hmm. and he was expoing and a lot of expoing once you get good at it is about sick plating. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't get to play with it as much as if you're a dinner cook, Yeah, but plating is fun. And like, I remember Dale putting the wing veg in like such a way that like, cause wing veg, we would just like throw a handful of carrots <laughs> and celery on the fucking plate and slop it on out there. Yep. And I remember Dale taking like, two carrot sticks and making like an X on the plate and then like two celery sticks and making an X like sort of near it on the plate. And it looked so like on either side of like the four ounce gorg. And I remember it looking dope and I was like, Dale, that looks so nice. And I also felt like humbled and schooled that I was like, I thought I knew everything about expo and this kid was outplating. You know what too? Now that I'm thinking about wing veg is that when it would go into the core container, sorry to cut you off. Oh, that's quite all right. And it would sit like for maybe a day. It would curve. Oh yeah, it would curve. So you could so have fun. It would actually, with it. look kind of cute. Yeah, you could yeah. have fun with the the little curves. Like, but I remember seeing him do that and just being like, "Shit!" So spe- I learned something. Speaking of your expo career, prestigious expo career. If you had to compare it to the career of an NBA player, who do you think it would be? Mine. Yeah, yours. Because I want to give you my take, but I would want to hear your own first. Oh, okay. I'm good. All right. I know what I'm going to guess and I know what I'm going to say. And I, I hope 
that it's what you're going to say. But I would compare my Expo career to that of my favorite basketball player of all time, the big ticket, Kevin Garnett. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I would say I was an MVP caliber Expo. Yep. Although maybe not every year of my career. It took me a while to climb that mountaintop, but then I was at the top. Anything's possible. There's no room for soft. There's no room for for a person who's going to give, give ground. And I would also say I was a ferocious nightmare to be around. Just <laughs> berating the shit out of everybody on the court at all times. I'm definitely going to have to add in a Kevin Garnett like soundbite right now. But yeah. um, <laughs> interesting. I, I like that. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm I, being too I full of totally, myself. I totally can agree with that. I was stuck between two. I, like, it's, it's not Shaq. I was thinking Shaq Ooh, because you did have a certain way when you expoed that you were just boxing shit out. <laughs> <laughs> Took up the whole kind, station. Kind of like how Shaq in the paint. Just, just, yeah, like, just owning No one paint. can do shit. Yeah, pretty much. But I was going to say Dennis Rodman. So, oh, I mean, and that's, that's, that's pretty close. So, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty tenacious. Like, I'm thinking of you in your, like, little Yachty Halloween costume. And, <laughs> that like, was that's, so fun. That, you know, it's kind of like. That was very Rodman-esque. Den- Dennis Rodman's basically, like, Lil Yachty and Kevin Garnett mixed, in a way. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> a spicy one. <laughs> I mean, let's, I be, let's be real here. I've recently watched The Last Chance, The Last Chance, The Last Dance, and... Dennis Rodman literally looks like how kids are dressing now. Yeah, he's so ahead of his time. Like it's with, wild. He's so ahead of his time. <laughs> the, everybody thought he was crazy. He's just like I'm from the future. By the way, I'm out to Vegas with Carmen Electra. Right, so maybe you're not Dennis that. Rodman, <laughs> dude. I was thinking KG just because I just think about me ferociously yelling. At, yeah, yeah, like, that's pretty good. That's at pretty people's good. faces. I can see that. Who would you be? Uh, Obviously, Charles Barkley, though. I'm just playing. Hell no. I'm just playing. I mean, like, I would love to be Isaiah Thomas, but it's not true. Ooh, it's for, not this, true. for the Celtics? <laughs> no, 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 no. Bad yeah. boys. No, yeah, you were, I don't know. I'd have to give it some thought with you. You were definitely You were definitely a presence, dude. You were good. I don't know. All of Fame caliber. Well, I think we're going to leave it there. Yes. And we will come back next week and talk maybe reveal a little more dirt into the juice. We just wanted to give you guys a little structural tour. Just a little teaser. And we'll start next week off with my basketball career. Cause I got to think about that first. Oh of all. yeah, definitely. So I know we already talked about it, but you guys left some amazing reviews and I would like to hear some more. Yes, please. Even if they suck, even if we suck. Yeah. You know, trash us five stars, but let us know. Yeah. You can trash us in the actual review as long as it's five stars. And I mean, if you feel like it, DM us some of your fucking crazy stories. Oh my god, I forgot or to tell you. ideas for Max's mukbang videos. <laughs> did, I I did not tell you this, but someone reached out on Instagram to us and listened to this story because I'm once we get the third microphone in here and we start interviewing people, we're gonna have to get this guy on. But this kid that used to work at the establishment messaged me, and the DM says, "Hey, like I got a pretty crazy story for you," and I'm like, "All right, yeah, let's hear it." So he has a family friend that lives in New York that owns a restaurant. And for years, I guess, like this guy would reach out to him claiming to be his birth father trying to reconnect. Okay. And for years, he just like denied it every time. And the invitation would be to come like shoot guns on my ranch, like yada, yada, yada. Like I'd want to connect with my son and, you know, 
Guess who the, the guy's dad ends up being? Who? Ted Nugent. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is a person that worked in this is stuff? This is someone that reached out to me with this story. Because they're shit. a fan of the show, and we want to hear more shit like that, because that is fucking awesome. Dude, that is savage. And yeah, I mean, hopefully he reconnected. But that's going to do it for us. Yeah. Like, subscribe, share, listen. All the things. You know all that shit. We love you. We back. Rags to dishes. Rags to dishes. Star-